Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast. I'm your host, James Cast. Today is February 13th, 2023, and this is episode 103, where I'm going to count down the top 10 historical events that you could replay on your tabletop this year. If you have any topics you'd like to share or questions you'd like to ask, send me an email at tabletopsportcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out what's happening on my tabletop, you can head over to Facebook dot com backslash tabletop sportcast and check out my usual postings of the day and finally if you'd like to help support the podcast head on over to patreon.com backslash tabletop sportcast where one dollar a month goes a long way to helping me offset costs for the podcast now before we get into today's main topic let's do a look back at the week that was on the tabletop So for this week's recap, we're going to take a look back at the last couple weeks for February, and it's pretty much mid-month now, and with some recent interviews, haven't had a chance to really recap everything that's been going on on the tabletop. So here's a few things that I've been up to uh, this month, and first and foremost, the uh, the projects that I am trying to complete this month starts with my all-time great duels on History Maker Golf. And it's still Arnold Palmer ruling the roost here. He has continued to knock off opponents. Uh, Most recently, he was able to beat Lee Trevino in back-to-back matches, uh, while Trevino has been knocking off the next contenders who have been trying to move up the ranks. Uh, Palmer beat Trevino by three strokes at the Seven Wonders course. This is the uh, special play course that was designed for one of the conventions. And then he also beat Trevino at Walton Health Spa, and that one he beat him by seven strokes. Trevino had a tough outing, uh, triple bogeys on uh, triple bogey on four and a double bogey on sixteen. So Arnold Palmer is still leading after I've gotten through the second time through the lineup. I still have a few more courses to play out, so we're going to start. A th- I'm going to start a third time through the roster here and see. Who ends up winning the all-time great duels with just a couple more matches left to go? The Edmonton Eskimos from 1982 in my Cold Snap Express showcase. I was attempting to see if the Eskimos could run the table like they did at the end of that season where they rattled off uh, six straight games to finish the regular season and then won both their playoff games. Uh, I wasn't going to play all those games, but I figured they had four divisional games in that stretch. I was going to try to play those, but they fell in the second one of those games to BC, which is the worst of the four teams, and they lost to them at home, and that ruined their chances of doing the table, but I'm still going to play out the rest of those games. Uh, So, so far through three games, the Eskimos are two and one, and they've got one more game in the regular season before I play both playoff games. I was able to get an old game back to the table, Ultra Quick Wrestling by Downey Games, and I recreated a a Nitro event from um, 1993. Actually went back like 10 years and went to, uh, I guess it was more like 20 years, right? Uh, 30 years. Went back, wow, 30 years. Um, went back 30 years to 1993 just to see what it would like look like if uh, I replayed one of the Nitros from 
exactly right around right now at the same time. So I played it on February 6th. I did the February 8th show from 1993 and just had a good time with it. Uh, actually had the WCW World Cruiserweight title go up for grabs. It was Chavo Guerrero Jr. who took on six from the NWO and he beat him. So Chavo got the belt and just a lot of fun. It's a quick game. Uh, got, gives you a chance to get the wrestlers out there, but not really get details of the match as it unplays. Just kind of a, a quick highlight or two from the match. And let's see what else. Uh, also took out a game. Uh, been doing some play testing, and it made me think about a game that um, Bob Hansen actually created and showcased at last year's Play.com. Uh, it's called Footy, and it's a five-a-side soccer game. So pulled that back out. And just played a quick game of it, um, played much quicker than I had remembered it playing. And it was just a lot of fun. It's just a nice, quick uh, game, uh, uses some cool mechanics in it to, to allow you to play it. So I uh, played some footy from Bob Hansen and, you know, just continuing to try to get some of these games that I've got sitting in my closet back to the table. And then just earlier today, I wrapped up the 1995-96 bracket of my Hoops Madness tournament. It was the Orlando Magic featuring Anthony Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal, who ended up winning the entire 95-96 bracket. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great big men that year, and my final four featured Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, and Shaquille O'Neal. And the finals was... San Antonio against Orlando. So, uh, and the last game went down to that final minute segment as well. So it was just a really good way to end that part of the bracket. And I've got three of my final four teams set. And the last team is going to come from the 2020-21 season. I'm going to start that one uh, probably later this week. So that's most of it. Uh, that's that's where I'm at at this point in the month of February as I work on some key projects here. Um, and again, two big ones are going to be the uh, all-time great duels coming across the finish line this month and also the uh, Cold Snap Express Showcase. Those are the two big ones that I've got scheduled for this month. All right, let's talk about some, doing some historical replays on your tabletop. Uh, we're going to kick off a top 10 list in just a second. So this year I decided to try a uh, an additional element to my monthly planning. And in an effort to get some games that don't usually get to my tabletop and figure out some ways to get them on for those one-off things, I said, what if I had like a special event that I could pull a game out for and that started like spinning up some ideas and i came up with this idea of every month i was going to play either a thematic or a historical event i started in january with one of those events i actually replayed the 1988 royal rumble it was the first ever royal rumble and i used that uh, playing with the squared circle uh, st patrick's game I considered revisiting that one because it doesn't really fit in with the rule that I'm actually going to introduce right now. And well, as I started to think about these historical events, I didn't want to be all over the map with them. 
because I wanted to make this something that I could add to my planning year after year. So what I'm going to do for this list and what I'm starting to do with my historical event planning is I wanted to focus on, since this was 2023, I wanted to focus on years that end in a three. Now for this list, I've also included um, events that fall on the 25th anniversary or on the 75th anniversary, or even in some cases, the, you know, I even opened it up to the possibility of the 125th anniversary. Uh, although, spoiler alert, nothing from 1898 has actually made my list. But that idea of ending, uh, picking events from years that end in a three for the year 2023 means that next year I can focus on events that end in a four, year after that, years, you know, events that end in a five, uh, and always have this be kind of an evergreen. It would be 10 years before I'd even revisit one of these again. And then by then, maybe I would pick some other events instead. So while you could do 12 events, if you did one of these each month, I'm going to do a top 10 list of 10 historical events that you could play on your tabletop this year. And we're going to kick that off with number 10, which is actually the 100th anniversary of this event taking place. And that is Bobby Jones winning his first ever U.S. Open. Uh, so Bobby Jones, probably one of the all-time great golfers, especially from a very early generation. And even more remarkable because he actually never really went professional. He always competed as an amateur. So he ended up, I believe, winning four U.S. Opens as an amateur player. Uh, but was really one of the top golfers in the world. So 1923 saw him win his first ever U.S. Open title, and that's my number 10 event, and it also happens to be the 100th anniversary event. Uh, so 100 years ago, he wins his first U.S. Open. That's certainly a game that you could play easily. I think it's the only golf one I have, so we'll say, like, you know, you could definitely recreate that on using History Maker Golf and probably just about any other game you wanted. But that's the one we're going to try and highlight, at least one game that you could try. And History Maker Golf is the one that I'll pick for Bobby Jones, first U.S. Open win from 1923. Now, at number nine, uh, we're going to go all the way back to 1933, so 90 years ago. And in 1933, it was the first ever Major League Baseball All-Star game. And I think that would be just a really fun event to do as a one-off event and, and get, you know, just showcase some superstars there. There's a lot of different ways you could go about doing that. Um, you could, you know, could pick a game where you can create your own cards, um, maybe try to figure out like somebody who's got like a Hall of Fame set and, and add some additional players to it. But I think that would just be a lot of fun to just play a one-off all-star game. And take a different format where you can, you know, you'll you'll be encouraged to try to get as many players into that game as you possibly could. Um, but 1933, first ever Major League Baseball All-Star game is going to be our number nine event. Um, I would probably uh, try to take that on using something like, why not, History Maker Baseball. At number eight, uh, we have the 75th anniversary from 1948 bob mathias wins the first of his two gold medals at the olympics in the decathlon 
Uh, I'm a big fan of track and field sports. Uh, the, the game decathlon, I really do enjoy. Haven't played that in a while. Um, and this would be a really fun one to do. Like, I don't know if I would have the ability to have everybody he competed against that year, but even if he just did just a one event, right. And said, okay, let me just see if I can get him to recreate his performance from that 1948 Olympics. Uh, you could just run the event as if he were competing against some established scores and see if you could get him to win the gold. Uh, so clearly I would use the decathlon game. Not a whole lot of things out there that would allow you to recreate this, but uh, Bob Mathias does come with the game. I'm not sure if he's just rated for 1948 because, you know, he does go on to win his back-to-back uh, -back gold medals in the event uh, in 1952 as well. But I think it would just be a lot of fun to try to see if you could recreate his performance and see if he could get the gold, even just competing against those established scores from the Olympics and just see if you can get him to where he needs to get to to win that gold again. So that's the 75th anniversary Bob Mathias checking in at number eight. At number seven, we're going to go back 150 years. Uh, in 1873, the first time that St. Andrews hosted the Open Championship. 1871 was, uh, you know, they had run a couple of Open Championships before that, but 1871 was the first time that uh, the, the sponsor group decided that it would be an exclusive event that would be shared amongst a few courses. And St. Andrews was one of those. Um, they actually got chosen as the third course uh, in that circuit. And so 1873 became the first time that St. Andrews ever got a chance to host that open championship. This one will be a little bit more difficult to replay. There's not a lot of games that are going to, you're not going to have stats. Uh, you're just going to have to kind of go with some random golfers. Um, what I would probably do, and again, like, you know, the only golf game I'm really playing these days is History Maker Golf. And, and what I would probably do is put myself in as like an open competitor, do kind of like a create your own golfer um, approach to it and just see how I could do like playing around at St. Andrews. Um you know, it wouldn't be exactly the same because, again, it, that course was probably very different and the scoring was probably very different in 1873. But just the idea of having that nostalgic event of trying to replay the first ever Open Championship there and 150 years later, that'd be something. So the St. Andrews first ever U.S. Open at number seven. At number six comes an event that's also very difficult to replay on the tabletop, and we'll explain why. I'll explain why in a second. But it is the 50th anniversary this year of Secretariat's Triple Crown run. Now, there's a, there's a few good horse racing games out there that would probably allow you to replay. but And you might be able to even get it where Secretariat, if you had the horses rated for 1973, and there's very few games, I think, out there that actually have all those horses rated for that season. And the biggest reason is, is that the signature event of that would be his run at the Belmont. And that run was really an anomaly. And most games are not going to be equipped to get that to replay on your tabletop. You would really have to set up some special homebrew rules to be able to get Secretariat to actually win by as big of margin 
as he did. But could you set it up where he ran a triple crown run? And if you even wanted to do that singular race, could you get him to win the Belmont and get his triple crown? You probably could do that. But recreating that race in its entirety would be a very difficult thing to to accomplish, um, just based on the fact that what he did was just such an anomaly that I, I don't even think if he had run that horse, if that horse had run that race multiple times, you would have ever seen that one performance happen again. But it's still such a signature sporting event, and it is the 50th anniversary of it. Uh, now, I did actually pick an event from 1973 in my replay, uh, and I went with a slightly different historical event, which is the women's uh, U.S. Open from tennis, because that final that year was Margaret Court against Yvonne Gulagong, and Margaret Court won her 24th and final Grand Slam title which is still the record that holds today. You know, Serena Williams came up just short trying to catch up to Margaret Court. So that 24 is still the number that stands above all others. Uh, and that happened in 1973. So that's the event that I'm going to replay this year from 1973. Because again, Secretariat's run is just too hard to duplicate. Moving on to number five. Uh, and this was actually the event that inspired this approach for me, and that is the 1963 Army-Navy game. Uh, this is a set that was offered by uh, Keith Avalon from Play Games uh, for to be used with Second Season or Second Season Express. And the last couple of years, I've, or at least twice in the last couple of years, I have replayed this Army-Navy game in my on my tabletop. So 1963, 60 years ago, obviously, if you've heard the circumstances around that was that it's, it's the year that JFK gets assassinated uh, and the Army Navy game was set to take place that same weekend and it was postponed. Um, at, you know, obviously the country was in mourning. It didn't make a lot of sense to be playing that football game at that point in time. So they replayed it a couple of weeks later. And you had that specter of, you know, JFK having been a veteran and having been the president. And here it is, a national event, Army-Navy, which at the time was a really was a signature event. Um, you have Navy features Roger Stolback in that game. And he is, a you know, I don't know if he had already won it, but he was on his way to a Heisman Trophy. So it's just a really meaningful game. There were two really good teams, ranked teams. So it's it's you know it's a significant game. Um, but yeah, sixty years later, and and that's that because Keith had allowed uh, I'd released that set, and because I was playing that, I said, man, that would be. I had penciled it in as just one of the events I was going to do, and then I said, you know, this is actually going to be sixty years, and it ends in a three, and that's kind of what inspired me to shift a lot of my other events to years that ended in a three as well. But checking in at number five is the Army-Navy game from 1963. All right, number four. This is the most recent one I've got on the list. Only 10 years ago, 2013. It is the classic Iron Bowl game. Auburn defeating Alabama on the missed field goal. Uh, if you remember the game, Alabama, late in the game, end of the game, decides they're going to try to win the game with a field goal, a really long field goal. 
comes up short. It's caught by Auburn, and they run it back for a touchdown and end up winning the game in just a miraculous run that they went through that year. And that would be an interesting game. Like, I don't know if you can, again, I don't know if you can get that ending to happen again, but it, you know, it's such a classic college rivalry. And to be able to replay one of the classic games of that rivalry on your tabletop 10 years ago, 2013, that, that was one of the more memorable games. Um, certainly that season and probably in iron bowl history. So go ahead and take that on, play that with, you know, anything that you want. I would, you know, probably try to play it with, um, one of the college games, you know, maybe even like a fast drive football would be a fun one to try to replay that with. Finally, well, we get to the top three now at number three, I've got the 19. 19- 98. So this is the 25th anniversary of this event. But in 1998, France defeating Brazil to win the World Cup in France. And, you know, at that point, I'd been watching the World Cup a few times. Um, In 1998, I was even coaching soccer at the high school level. So this was really a big deal for me. And, And I think it was just one of it was just an amazing tournament overall. Uh, and to have see France win it on their home turf in front of their home c- crowd and beat one of the best teams in the world, Brazil was a dominating force and really should have won that tournament. But France just really took it to them, uh, and it was just a, it was a great final game as well. So that would be a lot of fun to play. I definitely would use Soccer Blast to replay that one. Maybe even Dice United if I just wanted to play it like quick one there. But uh, go back twenty five years to the 1998 uh, World Cup. Now, 1998, again, like I've tried to stick mostly with signature, like solo events. But if you really wanted to do another great thing from 1998, you know, 1998 is also the year of the great home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And I actually originally had penciled that one in, but the truth is I was trying to stay away from things that were more of like a season-long approach. And that one would be really tough to pick like the one event for that. So, um, but if you were looking for like a bigger project to do and in this theme of historical replays, that's the 25th anniversary of that home run chase between McGuire and Sosa um, with obviously McGuire finally breaking Maris's record. All right, at number two, as we get down to our final two here, number two, I'm going back to 1903. So this is the 120th anniversary this year of the first ever World Series. So 1903, you've got the Pittsburgh Pirates from the National League taking on the Boston Americans from the American League. And it was kind of an unofficial World Series. It really, you know, they end up not playing the World Series in 1904. And then in 1905, it comes back for good. But 1903 is often looked at as the first World Series. So that is one I'm, I will be playing on my tabletop as well. And I'm really looking forward to that one because I think that'll be, even though I will play it like the whole series. Uh, and I can't remember if it was a seven or nine game series that year. But uh, more than likely, I'm going to be playing that out. And um, one of the games that I think would be a nice quick play for is going to be Pocket Pennant Run. So I'm going to actually try that one with Pocket Pennant Run and play out that 1903 World Series. First ever World Series. 
And now we get to number one on my list. And this is probably, you know, obviously I put it number one, right? So I think it's probably the most signature event here. And we're going back to 1983, 40 years ago. And it's actually a culmination of events, but it's the historic run in the NCAA tournament by NC State and Jim Valvano's group. And it holds a lot of significance for me. One, you know, I was at the age where I was just really starting to tune into college basketball and was, you know, Valvano was just such a character at that point. And it was just a lot of fun. And I was, I was a fan of the big East, but you know, it was hard not to know what was going on with the ACC at that time too. So here he is. And the run that they went on, not just in the NCAA tournament, but uh, to also win the ACC tournament, um, knocking off Virginia and Ralph Sampson a couple of times during those, both of those runs, right? They knocked them off in the ACC. Uh, I think it was the ACC finals and then beat them in the NCAA tournament as well. And then the final game of the NCAA tournament was NC State taking on Houston and Phi Slamma Jamma. And you've got Olajuwon and Drexler on that team. So that would be a lot of fun. And and again, I don't know if you could actually recreate the run that they went on. Um, You know, most of those games were decided by just a couple of points. And they just always seemed to pull it out in the end. It was just it was just a crazy run. So but such a signature event. And then to know, like afterwards, what ends up happening, you know, Valvano becomes one of the faces of college basketball. Uh, Him and Dick Vitale just you know, always on TV together, um, doing shows together. You know, they really became like really good friends. Um, And to know about his like relationship with like uh, Coach K after that. Um, And and then, of course, like, you know, Valvano gets sick and his amazing speech at the ESPYs when they started the Jimmy V Fund just, you know, made it where this one was one of the ones that just popped out when I was like, wow, if I'm going to do events that end in a three uh, for years that end in a three, like this has to be one of the ones. So uh, I am probably going to play this with a game that I don't get to the table a lot. March Madness, the old Sports Illustrated game is probably what I'm going to try to use to replay this tournament. And I may even bring it back because I doubt that I'm going to get them to win the tournament. I just think their team isn't strong enough to be able to pull that off. If they do, great. But even if they don't, I'm probably also going to play the final game uh, using Highlight Maker Hoops uh, because those two teams are featured in a a set that was created by uh, Chad McAvoy. And I'm going to probably take advantage of that and play that final game one way or another in using Highlight Maker Hoops. So there it is. I had picked 10 events from the past 150 years to help you kind of show how you could go back and pull a whole bunch of different things. And there's so many sports I didn't even touch on. I didn't do anything with NASCAR. I didn't do really, um, didn't have any hockey events on here. So just, just a lot of opportunities still to probably go back and pick some different events if I was to go back and look at these things. And I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, each year I can think of different events that I would want to replay some of them with my favorite teams. Um, some of them, just those signature sporting events, like 
the you know Jimmy V or Secretariat, you know things that just stand out. So if you're looking just for just a fun thing to do, like I'm going to call this one of my projects, and it's just going to be one event each month. Uh, and I threw in a couple of thematic things as well, but probably next year I'll just try to do like 12 events, historical events from throughout history to try to recreate on my tabletop. And you can look for all kinds of different things. Like I will tell you, like the 2013 Iron Bowl is not one of the games that I'm actually going to play on my tabletop. And the reason is that I found a free set for Lacrosse Blast uh, of the 2013 uh college uh the ncaa tournament and one of the teams uh, duke actually uh featured a player who actually had been in my class when i was teaching so you know that was an opportunity for me to say you know what i'm gonna replay that one as one of my historical events even though it's probably not a great historical event it featured somebody i had a personal connection with right so those are the kind of things that could be really interesting to do and I just think it'll be a lot of fun. So this is going to be one of the projects that I deliver this year, uh, just replaying these historical events once a month. So I encourage you to do the same thing. All right, let's come back in uh, another minute here and wrap this episode up. All right, so that's a wrap on this week's episode. Historical events. Uh, I think it could be a lot of fun bringing them to your tabletop. So many sports I didn't even touch on. And, you know, go out there, search for them. Search for, you know, series or games that featured some of your favorite teams. Maybe even something that you attended in person that you just want to get recreated. Uh, it's a great theme to be able to add to your tabletop planning. Want to give a shout out as we're talking about historical events, uh, Brett Shonenshine. And Brett uh, reached out to me and told me about a little mini play he's been doing with Hockey Blast. He just finished playing or doing a little mini play with the 63-64 NHL season. He had uh, Toronto end up winning the championship uh, and they had to stave off a really hot Chicago team. Chicago had to knock off Montreal to get into the finals. It was Andy Bathgate, who was his top scorer. He ended up leading in goals, assists, and points. And then Glenn Hall was the top goaltender uh, for Chicago. One of the things that made this really special for him was while he was doing this mini play, uh, Bobby Hull had passed away. And he actually got a chance to have Bobby Hull as part of this event and got a chance to see him on his tabletop one last time, too. And I think those kind of tribute games can be a really good way for us to connect to some of those sports legends that we got a chance to see or read about. So he had a chance to get the golden jet on the table one last time during this little mini play. So that was really cool. Uh, he also talked a little bit about doing some home rules, uh, home brewing to get the scoring where he wanted it to. So I think that's something we'll probably touch on in an episode at some point as well is just talking about ways you can, Kind of tweak these game engines a little bit at times and then he said hey i'm really excited about the scram collab that we're co-op that we're going to be doing and yeah that's coming up so i'm still waiting for my scram set to arrive should be here in the next day or so and as soon as i get it and get a chance to kind of go through and organize things i will be posting on the facebook um, play games community site 
just all the details about how you can take part in this co-op as we try to play the entire Scram 2023 Scram season in a month. Uh, the whole goal is going to be if you want to take part, you're going to get a chance to, I'll give you a race, you'll run the race, and we'll add those points into the overall points uh, standings for the season. And if we get enough races done, we'll get an entire season through. And if we get a lot of people competing and a lot of, we may even run double races at some of the sites. We'll see. Uh, Keith Avalon is going to run the first race of the season, as he traditionally does, on the PlaySpace Live. And I've even heard Steve Tower might be featuring one of the races on his AFR channel. So a couple of races will be on YouTube, which is really great. If you're not on Facebook and you want to take part, just send me an email and I will get you engaged. And we usually, I usually try to keep people up to date through the, who are, are participating through an email as well as on Facebook because not everybody is going to be on Facebook. So uh, you won't feel really like you're missing out. Uh, you'll still get an update through the email. Okay, uh, next week. Next week is going to be another interview. Uh, this week I will be talking with Matt and Craig from Pocket Pennant Run. The creators of Pocket Pennant Run will be in this week and I'll be talking to them. And not only going to talk about Pocket Pennant Run, but uh, we're going to do it as kind of our baseball preview because, you know, spring training happens in just a, about a week now. So we're going to talk with the boys about baseball season coming up a little bit about what's been going on in the off season and some of the moves as we kind of shift our gears after the super bowl and start thinking about baseball season pretty soon so um looking forward to that uh we'll be interviewing i'll be interview interviewing them this week posting it next weekend so you can listen for that then all right until then thanks for all the support and thanks for listening